This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 82 is going to be from Genesis chapter 12, verses 10 through 20. Lying never fixes any situation. Genesis chapter 12, verses 10 through 20. (coughs) Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass, when he was close to entering Egypt, that he said to Sarai, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore it will happen when the Egyptians see you, that they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. So it was when Abram came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. And Pharaoh called Abraham and said, What is this that you, that you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say, She is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now, therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Abraham thought, They'll kill me when they see how beautiful my wife is. And so he concocted a plan to lie to the people in Egypt, to Pharaoh. And lying never fixes any situation. Lying only caused the situation to be worse. Pharaoh, in this instance, was a good man. He took care of Abram because of Sarai. And when he noticed because God was plaguing him that there was a problem, he returned Sarai to Abraham. Now, later in Egypt's history, we're going to find that even when Pharaoh would understand that he was wrong and God would plague them, that he would harden his heart and he would not be the type of Pharaoh that this man was here. But this Pharaoh let Sarai go back to Abram. Lying did not fix this situation Matter of fact, Pharaoh asked Abram, why didn't you tell me? In verse 19, why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now, therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go. In verse 18, it says, and Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is this that you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? And so the lying brought about a situation where Pharaoh went through things that he necessarily did not have to go through if Abram would have been straightforward and honest with Pharaoh coming into Egypt. Lying never fixes any situation. Lying makes a situation worse. In Genesis chapter 21, I'm sorry, in Genesis chapter 20, 
verses 20, verses 1 through 18, the Bible reads, And Abraham journeyed from there to the south, and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur, and stayed in Ger. Now Abraham said of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Ger, sent and took Sarai. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night, and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, She is my sister? And she even she herself said, He is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. And God said to him in a dream, Yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. So Abimelech rose early in the morning, called all of his servants, and told all these things in their hearing. And the men were very much afraid. And Abimelech called Abram, Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? How have I offended you, that you have brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? You have done deeds to me that ought not to be done. Then Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you have in view that you have done this thing? And Abraham said, Because I thought, Surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will kill me on account of my wife. But indeed, she is truly my sister. She is my the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. And it came to pass, when God caused me to wander from my father's house, that I said to her, This is your kindness that you should do for me in every place, whether we go. Say of me, He is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep, oxen, and male and female servants, and gave them to Abraham. And he restored Sarah his wife to him. And Abimelech said, See, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. Then Sarah then to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all who are with you and before everybody. Thus she was rebuked. So Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female servants. Then they bore children, for the Lord had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Abraham did not learn his lesson from the first account found in Genesis chapter 12, verses 10 through 20. Again, in Genesis chapter 20, verses 1 through 20, he makes the same mistake. Lying never fixes any situation. He lied again and said that she was his sister and convinced Sarah to say that she was his sister. Even though this was not necessarily entirely false, a half-truth is still a whole lie. And look at all the problems that came about from this. God was going to kill Abimelech. If Abimelech did not turn back and repent from this and give Abraham his wife back, God was going to slay him. And Abimelech did this in the integrity of his heart. 
uh, chapter 20 and verse 5. And God knew that he had done this in the integrity of his heart. So he withheld him from sinning against him. But if he had not returned Abraham, returned Sarah to Abraham, then Abimelech and his entire family would have perished. Notice the last verse of this. For the Lord had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Because Abraham lied and convinced Sarah to lie as well, Abimelech had to go through this this persecution or this trouble in his life. All the wombs of his house were sealed up. And so if he had not given back Sarah to Abraham, his whole lineage would have ceased right here. Lying never fixes any situation. Abraham, even though it is possible that there could have been problems because of the truth, Abraham should have trusted in God enough to tell the truth that Sarah not only was his sister, half-sister, but was his wife. And he should have trusted in God and told the truth to both Pharaoh and to Abimelech in order to be pleasing to God. God causes all these problems. And in this uh, version here in Genesis chapter 20, verses 1 through 18, Sarah was rebuked. There is an argument that is often made that God never rebuked Sarah or Abraham for this. But in this account, Sarah was rebuked. Look at verse 16. Then Sarah's, then to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all who are with you and before everybody. Thus she was rebuked. And so this was a problem. Abraham should not have lied in this situation. In Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 11, it says, You shall not steal, nor deal falsely, nor lie to one another. In Leviticus chapter 19, verses 16 through, I'm sorry, 11 through 16, the Bible says, You shall not steal, nor deal falsely, nor lie to one another. And you shall not swear by my name's name falsely, nor shall you profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not cheat your neighbor nor rob him. The wages of him who is hired shall not remain with you all night until morning. You shall not curse the deaf nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor nor honor the person of the mighty. In righteousness, you shall judge your neighbor. You shall not go about as a tellbearer among your people, nor shall you take a stand against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. And so God makes it abundantly clear in the book of Leviticus that lying was not acceptable for the child of God. Going on to Proverbs chapter 6 and verses 16 through 19, the Bible says, These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue, hand that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. And so of six things that God hates, two of them concern lying to one another. And the seventh is one who sows discord amongst his brethren. And so lying is something that keeps coming up over and over and over in God's word. Why? Because lying never fixes 
any situation. It did not fix Abraham in either one of his circumstances. It will not fix any situation in which we are in today. There are no white lies. There is no lie that can be told that is going to help a situation because God does not approve of lying. Matter of fact, he says he hates lying. In Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 7, he repeats this. A righteous man hates lying, but a wicked man is loathsome and comes to shame. And so in this verse, a righteous man hates lying. And in the second part of this, the wicked man lies and it's loathsome and brings shame upon him. In John chapter 8 and verse 45, the Bible says this, you are of your father, the devil, and the desire of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. You see, the devil is the father of lies. This is why God hates lying is because when the devil speaks, that's all he does is lie because that's who he is. God is love and God is truth. And so in order for one to lie, he cannot be of God. He has to be of his father, the devil. John chapter 8 and verse 44. In Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, the Bible says, But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back a part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back a part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not yours? And after it was sold, was it not your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down, breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up carried him out, and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened, and Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, Yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carried her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Lying never fixes any situation. It didn't fix the situation for Ananias and Sapphira. And in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30, it says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Lying is corrupt, and it cannot edify, and it will never impart grace to the hearers. Lying never fixes any situation. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, 
Let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.